Monday night football is upon us. The Steelers play the Browns in a must-win game, not just for this season's sake, but for Ben Roethlisberger's sake. He as much as said this was his last game at Heinz Field. Steelers fans, it's time to pack Heinz Field. It's time to get loud. It's time to give your franchise quarterback the send-off that he deserves by getting one last W at Heinz Field on the North Shore of Pittsburgh. We're going to break down Ben Roethlisberger, what we know, what the legacy, what this, this game means, break down this game, break down this matchup, and also a little bit of Antonio Brown craziness is all, that's, that's all the way on the other side of uh, in Tampa Bay. But there's a lot of things to talk about. Joining me is Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio. Uh, we're breaking things down on a Monday here for Steelers Nation. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit this like button on the YouTube video if you're watching it. Subscribe to your YouTube channel for all of our Monday through Friday content. And we thank you for making the Locked On Steelers your first podcast. Listen every single day. Joining me, as I said before, is Wes Euler, Steeler Nation Radio. You hear him all the time here in Pittsburgh. He has the host also of the Ears and Beers podcast. Lots of great stuff that Wes Euler does. Returning guest here, Wes, how you been, my man? CC, what's up, cousin? Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And I tell you what, big one for Monday Night Football. I'm excited to break it all down with you. Same here. You're the first official guest of 2022. How about that? Did you, How, all I need to know is, did you ask your last, last guest, I'll talk to you next year? Or I'll see I did. You oh, absolutely. Year. I absolutely okay. did. I was Jenna Hart. I said, I'll talk to you next then, year. Then two enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> we, can't, we can't miss out on corny joke opportunities. What are we doing? Of uh, course but, not. But, but let's get into some real talk right now. So, first of all, Ben Roethlisberger last week said, you know, talked about it. everyone knows. He said, hey. This is probably going to be it. This is this, this, this is the last ride right here. This is you know his last home game at Heinz Field. So immediately, this sends Steelers social media into all of the emotions, going back to every single play that he's ever done for the Steelers, the two Super Bowls, the three AFC championships, all the division titles, all the, the numbers that he's done, all the game-winning touchdown drives, game-winning field goal drives, everything that Ben Roethlisberger has done for this franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a lot of emotion, and he's doing it at, Mon- at, at Heinz Field. Monday Night mm-hmm. Football, where the Steelers, I believe they they have won 19 straight home Monday Night Football games against the Cleveland Browns, the team that not only broke Steelers fans' hearts last year in the playoffs, but the team that Ben Roethlisberger has owned for the majority of his career because he's 29-3 yes. and three against them lifetime. Wes, what is your read on Ben Roethlisberger and what this game means to his legacy? Because it doesn't, win or lose, it doesn't change everything that he's no. done. But you, you, for Steelers fans, you'd love to see this guy go out his own way. I think you just hit on it right there. For Steelers fans, right? And to maybe shut up Browns fans and not let them hang that over your head. Mm-hmm. I do think regardless of what happens tonight, 
Ben Roethlisberger is going to be remembered for for being the two-time Super Bowl champion, the fifth all-time leader in pass yards in NFL history, never had a losing season as, as long as they get one of these last two games, right? All that stuff. And I think I could say that pretty confidently because as bad as it was for Eli Manning at the end of his career, mm-hmm. nobody talks about that. Nobody remembers no. that. Now, maybe Giants fans, again, wish themselves that it would have played out better, that he would right. have been benched for Daniel Jones. Maybe they could have made one last run to the playoffs or a winning season, all that stuff. But nationally, when you bring up Eli Manning, no one talks about his last season and how he got benched for Daniel Jones. They, they just don't. Um, I think it's going to be the same for Ben. This season feels like it's going to be a footnote in the conversation outside of Pittsburgh. Now, here we have a different standard, obviously, right? Yes. We we hold the Steelers to a much higher standard, I think, than just about every other NFL fan base. Um, so I think nationally, yeah, there'll be a ton of reaction on Tuesday, regardless of what happens. And if it does not go well at Heinz Field, there'll be a lot of trash talking out of Cleveland. You already know that. But I think you get a couple weeks out from the end of the season, and it's it's always going to revolve around big picture conversation. What happens here in the minutia, I, I don't think has is as much of a say in the long term story. Although us here in Pittsburgh, I, I certainly think that's different because while this season might not have gone the way that we wanted, while you're not going to win the division, that's already Cincinnati's. You're it's not looking good for playoffs, and I don't think any of us expect this team if they do find a way to backdoor in to get to the Super Bowl or anything like that. You can still, though, go out with a good taste in your mouth of this season. You send Ben out with two wins, two divisional wins. Mm -hmm. You sweep the Browns. You sweep the Ravens. Uh, Ben's first game ever for the Steelers was an M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. You know, you go for your last game there and you win it. There's there's a lot of storylines that, you know, beating the Browns, the Ohio kid who played high school and college football Mm -hmm. there, who Browns passed up in the draft for Kellen Mm -hmm. Winslow, and then the Steelers took him five picks later. Yep. There's a lot of ways to still feel good about how this ended for Ben. While the season overall might be a disappointment, I think we can still end with good feelings in that regard. But yeah, from a national perspective, I don't think what happens in these last two games is going to be used much to hold over his head, unless it's maybe, you know, if things go south and they lose both, oh, well, he finally had a losing season. But even if that's the case, I think it's going to be more about the 18 seasons and all that he accomplished there. Yeah, you can't overlook. I mean, again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person that always looks big picture that says, yeah. hey, you know, this is this is what defines him. is all of this work that he put in over the years. And sure, and I, I've been a, I've been one of the main people pointing out, like, hey, he did this wrong. He didn't do this right. He didn't do this right. And and it's, it's, it's fine to acknowledge that. But that does not change the fact that who he is and what yes. he's done for the franchise. I mean, he's up there. Is one of the greatest Pittsburgh Steelers of all time, and there's plenty of great Pittsburgh Steelers cool. considering the rich just legacy. A few, of the team. Just a few in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> just, just a few. You know, just, a, just a few. But looking at, at at this opportunity, the Steelers do have here. This to me is this is still playoff football. Is as yes. much as, yes. as as much as they're not in the playoffs, and like you said, even if they somehow made it to the playoffs, we'll go over playoff scenarios in a bit here. But even if they somehow made it to the playoffs. You, you're not expecting this team to go far, but this is this is the last chance that you get to see, okay, Ben, you're on your way out, but there's a lot of young dudes that need to learn what this environment is like, namely Najee Harris, mm-hmm. Pat Frymuth. Uh, you know, TJ Watt's been in the playoffs, but you know, have they haven't they haven't done too well in the two times that he's been there? Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, Devin Bush, if he if he can play, we'll talk about COVID also later later in this show. Um, Alex Highsmith, uh, you know, e- even Kendrick Green, Dan Moore Jr., and guys like that that you're disappointed in this year, but you know, they're young dudes that you're hoping can turn things around. This is important time to see for these young guys. This is what 
clutch crunch time environment mm-hmm. is like in the NFL? And how do you respond to you to it? Did you work hard all week? Did you focus on your keys? Are you ready for this this time? Do you freak out in the moment? All those things are going to be on display. And to have Ben Roethlisberger be your quarterback for that last time, for you know, that last time in those moments, I do have to wonder if the Steelers really get up simply because it's that. Oh, absolutely. I I made a joke last week when when Ben you know announced on Thursday when he had that press conference that what if the Steelers go out they have their performance of the season Monday night they beat the Browns right defense plays great offensive line plays great offense scores let's dream twenty eight points or thirty one let's points dream all like the way preface that and then Ben goes to the podium for his post game and he goes psych I'm not actually retiring I was just doing that to motivate all my bum teammates <laughs> yeah we're on to Baltimore. Um, but I, I think you're right, Chris, you can't break down. It used to be easy to break the NFL down into quarters when there were yeah. 16 games, four games, four games, four, not games, anymore. four games, not anymore. Of course. And you know, I'm a WVU guy. I'm not great at math in the first place. They had to make it more difficult <laughs> on me. I, you, I think can look at the last couple seasons in the Steelers in December, in January, right. in their last four or five games of the year, Yeah, they haven't played their best football Mm-mm. and Again, while this season, the standard is the standard in Pittsburgh, and we're not one of these moral victory fan bases, there's still some positives that you can take from the last two games, and I think some of that would be would be turning that around. The Steelers, too much in the last in the last few years, have gone the opposite of what I was agree. always Mike Tomlin's credo. Like, Mike Tomlin, if you take the last two or three years out of the equation, like ever, prior to 2018, Mm-hmm. His teams always played their best. They always had their best winning percentage in the last four games of the season, the last quarter of the season. Mm -hmm. Last two, three years, that's gone the opposite direction. I think you're absolutely right. When you have the the gap on this team of some just incredible veterans like Ben Roethlisberger, like Cam Hayward, like Joe Hayden, but there's not a lot of middle class there. You know, the the Joe Schoberts are are few and far between on this team. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of other young guys. It's a lot of guys who are still on their rookie contracts. I think you, you've got to learn how to win at the end of the season. You've got to make that, again, a habit, a pattern for the franchise. And, hey, what better way to start than, than, than Seven's last two games here against two hated division foes? And like I said, again, we're, we're not a moral franchise or we're not a moral victory franchise. But you end the season by sweeping the Browns, by sweeping the Ravens. That, that'll put a smile on your face. You would also end the season four and two in the final in the final uh, six games because they in December they they won they beat the Ravens lost to the Vikings beat the Titans lost to the Chiefs that would put them at the, you know, that puts them at two and two in the in that month but if you finish two and zero oh, you were four and two that's a strong finish considering all the hurdles you had to clear this year um, but. With that, the Steelers do have to win out for any hope at the playoffs. We're going to break down those odds in just a second, what they need to happen for them to make the playoffs, and how it does get really tough to look at the numbers, especially after the Bengals beat the Chiefs on, on, on Sunday, making things tough. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, a former Pittsburgh Steeler, some, someone that, that people that people nationally tried to hang over ben, Ben's, Ben's head for making either his, his reason for leaving the Steelers all about Ben Roethlisberger. But we'll do that in just a bit. But first, I talked to you guys about Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But by week three, you'll be, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? 
Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. That's insane. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to, to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to enjoy from coconut almond to peanut butter, brownie to raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check them out at built.com often to see what's new go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order again that's that's, that's promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and that will get you 15 percent off at built.com And we're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wes Euler. We thank you, thank you for making us your first listen every day. But, Wes, let's talk about the playoffs real quick. Now, we do. I do have to well, – playoffs. Um, no, uh, Got to do our Jim Morris. Um, but it does feel like that right now, right? It does yeah. feel like playoffs. You know, a like, lot are, of Kansas are you, City. Yeah, Kansas City blowing it for the Steelers kind of made it rough. So now that the AFC North division is out of the way, that the, the the Bengals have clinched it and uh, and they've deserved it truly. I mean, Joe Burrow's been playing phenomenally. Jamar Chase looking phenomenal, oh. um, just really great plays. Buddy, he all- might be the. I know it's too early, but he might be mm-hmm. the closest thing that we've seen since Randy Moss. Like he, yeah, is- I mean, he's he, oh. he's out of this world. He's fast. He's got quick routes. He got great hands. I mean, there was one thirty yard catch where he caught down the field. The, dude, the other guy had his hand on the ball and he snatched it. And then like like was like pointing out like hey i got that while he was tiptoeing the sideline that was that was insane to watch um so the Bengals have won the division which means the only way the steelers can get in is if they claim one of the three wild card spots well we know one of those wild card spots is gone the patriots have clinched their ticket to the playoffs they're 10 and 6 so now it's down to two wild card playoff spots and this is where it gets tricky the steelers to make the playoffs need to one win both of their games but then there's three teams excuse me there's there's, there's three yeah, there's three teams that are ahead of them right now they need to pass two of them now one of the teams kind of set themselves up the raiders by winning on sunday put themselves in vision they're nine and seven they yeah. have to lose for this for this for the steelers to have colts a colts did the steelers no favors this afternoon either no favors because then the colts thanks carson wentz yeah, right. Um, the Colts, the Colts not coming through on on their end of the bargain, and you know it's just like, man, like if you guys had just won and helped yourself, you'd be out of the picture there. And the issue why we say that is because they're probably thinking like, well, wait a second, the Colts they're in the picture too because they lost. Yeah, but it's also this is what it breaks down to. Again, the Steelers need to pass the Chargers, the Colts, and the Raiders. At least two of those three teams. Correct. The Chargers, right now, as we're recording this, we had to, due to time constraints, we had to record this during this game. The Chargers are playing the Broncos. Granted, they're up by multiple scores in the Broncos, so that kind of looks over. So let's just assume for the yeah, sake of and they're that, first and goal right now. The Chargers yeah. are, so they might so, be scoring again. 
not looking good for the Broncos to pull that off. So let's assume the Chargers win this game. That would make them, the Colts, and the Raiders 9-7. and seven. The problem is, with the Steelers needing to pass two of those teams, the Raiders play the Chargers next week. So that means one of those teams will automatically be in there. And then here becomes the big problem, is that that means the Steelers need the Colts to lose, and they're playing the Jaguars. Of all the times for as of all the times for the Steelers to need the you know a team to lose for them to play one of the worst teams in the NFL that's a rough spot that's to rough. be in. That's um, but 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 again, Wes, this is what we're talking about. It's very slim chances for the Steelers. They need to not be looking at this. All they need to be looking at is beat the teams in front of you. Yeah. If it works yeah. out, it works out. If not, you you load up and you talk about next year. Yeah, you know, and and we're gonna we're all if, if the Steelers win these last two games and get mm-hmm. left out. Buddy, we are all going to be Captain Hindsight, aren't we? We're going to talk about the first half against Minnesota. We're going to talk about what if Ben doesn't get COVID and he plays against the Lions and you Mm -hmm. don't tie Detroit. We're going to go on and on with some of those what ifs. And that's that's the worst place to be. It is. I can I can imagine what it's like for the players as well, too. You you hate having you know, I always hate like the destiny is in your hands because that's literally an oxymoron, like because you can't control destiny. Mm-hmm. What it is is fate. Like the steel, yeah. you, you want to control your own fate, not control right. your own destiny. If I'm being Merriam Webster here and, and being technical. Um and this is now too often, you know, last year excluded when the Steelers comfortably won the division down the stretch. It's been too often in the last, you know, handful of years that the Steelers have been screen looking, scoreboard yeah. watching, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and and needing some help. Um, we all remember the scenes, of course, in 2018 of, of everyone sitting out there on the field and watching Look, Baker if, Mayfield. If, if the Browns could beat the Ravens. Watching then. Baker Mayfield shocker throw an interception in a big <laughs> moment there and to lose the Browns a game. Um, man, it sucks, but this is this is the kind of the hole you've dug yourself when you've been yeah. as inconsistent as the Steelers are. It's I mean, I don't know if we should all start growing out our hair long and, and pray to Trevor Lawrence for, for the rest of the week or or, or what, but it, it looks pretty daunting. Looks pretty daunting, and that's why I even go back to more. Like, I think you got to you got to win these last two games to at least have something to hang your hat on. Because as you and I sit here right now, barring a miracle from the Denver Broncos, they just held the Chargers to a field goal, so it's a seventeen point game in the second half. Still, <laughs> barring a miracle from the Denver Broncos, where's Tim Tebow when you need him? Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be very very difficult. It's going to be very difficult. Uh, but again, talking about those uh, about the, the Steelers' December letdowns, I mean, you look at it. I think a lot of it, crazy enough, ties to quarterback play. I mean, yes. you look at you look at tw- at twenty nineteen. They didn't have quarterbacks. They were struggling there. And, and the you house. Mean, that th- you mean Doc Hodges wasn't a proper franchise <laughs> QB? That was that was the issue. It's like they disguised it as best they could for as many weeks as they could, but eventually it was just like, well, you can't hide how how bad. Who would have thought Mason Rudolph breaking his collarbone would have cost the Steelers a playoff spot? Woo, that, that again, that's how crazy that was. Then 2020, you look at and you see like, man, like the like Ben Roethlisberger playing at a really high clip, and then teams adjusted, took away the short pass, and he couldn't adjust back, and then he struggled. And then you've seen the past few weeks. Ben Roethlisberger just he's not he's not what he used to be, and, and there's been struggles there, and there's yeah. been other things you could point to on the team as well. But sure. quarterback play, you know, being poor in December has dug them a hole certainly in the past at least at least three years, um, and you have to wonder 
is that going to can Ben Roethlisberger turn it around for just two more games yeah. and put it up again? And, and for me, it's not even about making the playoffs. It's about setting the tone. It's like, hey, this is what it's like to be in these environments, and this is what it's like to to rally behind someone. Because I truly believe the Steelers, the Steelers do get up for these type of games. You yes. saw them get up yes. to, to play the Browns the first time this year when it was like, a, oh no, we're we're not letting that happen. And then you saw them get up to play the Ravens uh, in front of those are the two teams that you got that you got to beat. Um, I really think that there's a chance, and this is what Mike Tomlin has been able to do is like when there's something to rally around, they yes. rally and they and they and they they win those moments more often than not. That's why he's never had a losing season. But this is gonna be a tough task with you know, with the situation the Steelers are in. And for me, it comes down to if Ben can avoid the mistakes, they that that will help help rally things. But if Ben does what he did last week against the Chiefs, if throws a pick when there's a wide open guy, oh. That's gonna that that that's gonna put a dent in things. But again, I think that the Steelers are are are, are planning around trying to find a way to win this game. That's going to you know I think that's going to give them a chance. They're gonna try to win ugly because that's what they're that's what the kind of team they are right now. Low scoring, ugly, yeah. Forced turnovers the, on defense. Right, exactly. Do do it that kind of way. We'll get to that matchup in a second. Before we get there, I had to talk about Antonio Brown because. <laughs> I'm sure if you've seen it by now, if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what you're doing. You probably checked out of life. Chris, by the way, I'm out. I'm gonna I'm taking my clothes off. <laughs> and I'm leaving the podcast. See ya. <laughs> there he goes, Wes Euler, leave, leaving the show. <laughs> He's going up the do sign. You want to see my truffle shuffle, or else I would take the shirt off. No, you're you're totally fine. But I mean, anyone that saw what happened in the middle of the Buccaneers game, uh, Bruce Arians tells Antonio Brown to go into the game. He refuses. He tells him again. He refuses again. And he and Bruce Arians says, "Get off of my field." And then Antonio Brown proceeds to strip his shoulder pads off, where Mike Evans tries to stop him. Yeah, and he's Mike like, Evans even tried to give him the pep talk, like, "Dude, come on, not like this." Not he's like, he's this. like, "Don't do it this way, man." Like, and, and Antonio Brown like tells him to get off of him, throws off his pads and helmet leaves them on the sideline, chucks them on the sideline, leaves them there, takes off his shirt, chucks his shirt and his gloves into the stands, and then just runs through the end zone, mind you, through the end zone, not even like around it, but through the end zone, putting up the deuces sign to the crowd, and everyone was just perplexed. Now, I, I will say this, without getting too much into this, because Antonio Brown's not a Steeler, and I know some Steelers fans <laughs> get really jibbed when you talk about him too much, but my goodness. No, it's, it's the just, story of the NFL today. It's this you can't avoid it, and especially with the legacy he had as a Steeler for being this amazing wide receiver that was unstoppable. The best receiver in the league for six years. For six years, he was he was the best receiver in football, and then all of a sudden, he's just this malcontent that can't be satiated, and then he, and then the Steelers have to get rid of him. I said this I said this back then on this show back in 2018. I said this on on the show. I said it on channel on channel 11's WPXI Final Word. That man needs help, and if he doesn't get help, he, you're, we're, we're, it's, it's fun. It's easy to laugh at him throwing his, his t-shirt in the stands. Yeah, it's easy to laugh at him goofing off on Instagram Live or whatever he used to do and throwing gummies and stuff. But when he, when it comes down to it, this man is still a father. There are still children. There are still people that have to interact with this man for his sake and the sake of people around him. There needs to be someone that 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 checks in with him, gets him and and gets him help because yeah. he is insane. Buddy, I, I absolutely agree with you. Like it's it's very clear that, you know, I'm sure people have been through this before where you're just going down the wrong path in life. Yeah. And someone and you can't who stop lo- yourself, someone who loves you, either, you know, a family member, a, a, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, brother, sister, a, a good friend. Yeah. Someone grabs you and kind of like, you know, talk some sense into you. Like you have that come to Jesus moment with somebody who truly cares about you and tells you you can't keep doing this. Like 
it just feels like, and you see this a lot with athletes, mm -hmm. and you see this a lot with famous people, period. Mm -hmm. Just nobody around them ever holds them accountable. They just always enable their behavior because they're the one that's making money. They're the one that's talented. They're the one that is, you know, quite often taking everybody else with them to, to this lifestyle that you get to live. He, he needs somebody to hold him accountable, man. It's been too long. It's too long. And it, it's, it is, listen, we all fall victim to it. We make the jokes and people joke about CTE and people are joking about how up next for AB, he's going to be fighting Jake Paul on pay-per-view, yeah. you know? And like, and Hey, that is kind of a funny joke, but it's it, it also, is, it is. But it's, it's just, again, thinking about the potential, yeah. like we we've seen, I mean, uh, uh, Strilzek, uh, the, the, the Steelers offensive lineman for, I, I believe I just butchered his last name. I'm very sorry, but it was a Steelers offensive lineman who had mental, men, mental issues and he went into an episode that resulted in him dying in another, along with another person. Like that's that this this is this is not this is not something that hasn't happened before. There was the, the Chiefs oh. had a player who who killed who killed himself. You you know, remember Chris Benoit, the WWE guy. Chris Benoit is another example. There are plenty of athletes that just and, and again, it's not saying that this is that everything's right up in the head and they're just making bad decisions. There, there's obviously something going on going on there that's tilting your brain to just completely yeah. go out of whack there. So. I, I think he's probably played his last snap in the NFL, right? The, like, when you walk out on Tom Brady, you've played your last snap. I don't care what anybody says. They, no, nobody's that crazy. It's not like he's 27 years old anymore right. either, too. Yeah. Like, And, dude, today, honestly, today, in that action there, he might have yeah. cost himself the Hall of Fame. He might have because if now he, people are going to look at that and be like, you, you literally quit on the field. If he figure, if he finishes out the rest of this season, just finishes out the rest of the yeah. season. Doesn't make a single catch, another yard, nothing. He's got a great case for the Hall of Fame. Yep. He's got a Super Bowl ring now. He's put up numbers everywhere. He was, like we said, the best player at his position in the league for six years. Yep. Usually when you have that alone on your credential, that's enough to get you into the Hall of Fame. You look how they jerked around T.O. and some of these yep. other guys, and man – Teal wasn't nothing is, like this. Teal was nothing. Teal was doing sit. Teal was a distraction, and he right. was mean to the media. But he was right. doing sit ups in his parking lot, making fun of Donovan McNabb. That's not getting undressed at MetLife and walking out on your team. By the way, when they were down ten or fourteen points in the third and then they quarter, came back and won the game. And then they came back and won. The, like for all the things too, Antonio Brown legitimately today alone, if he would have just rode out the rest of the regular season. I think he'd be in Canton one day. Maybe not yep. first ballot. They might have made him wait a little bit. They like, would have made him, made him wait. But, but, but dude, I could. think he cost himself the Hall of Fame today, too. I think that's a great take. I think that's a, that's, that's a very accurate take there. Um, I, I hope he doesn't cost himself or someone else their lives. Um, you know, just uh, with with making more reckless decisions in the, in the near future. Yeah. Somebody needs to get that man some help. But Agreed. enough talking about Antonio Brown. We got a football game tonight. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, final breakdown, final predictions right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. So we'll get that to you in just a bit. But first, we're going to talk about GetUpside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get, 50, uh, to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your bank account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal or an e-gift card or, or for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first game. 
for, for your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Wes Euler. We're talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers versus Cleveland Browns Monday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Wah, 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 wah. It, it's, it's, it's going down. Now, Wes, some of this hinges on, you know, some last minute COVID updates too, because sure, sure. we know the Steelers, your number one thing, stop the run. Don't let Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt or any, whoever's lining up back there, if it's Dearness Johnson, don't let nobody beat you out the backfield. Make, Force Baker, Baker Mayfield throw. to beat you. Yeah. Yes. No, you're and, absolutely right. And they did a good job, great job of that with week eight, right? They did a yes. phenomenal job of that. 61 yards for Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Prick my finger. I'll sign up for, in blood for that again right now. It, it, it would be a huge key to victory in this game. Yeah. It was also, ironically, the last time the Steelers held any team to less than 100 rushing yards. Crazy. Wow. Crazy enough to think, but the Steelers are going to have to do that. Might be shorthanded. You had during the week, you had Joe Schobert and and uh, Chris Wormley going on the, on the COVID list with a very slim chance of getting back on. You had Devin Bush not come off of the COVID list. So now those are three key guys to the run defense that need to be available to at least give you some depth, at least give you the bodies that you're used to there who can help you win in those situations. Now, because of the new COVID rules, I believe they will have a few hours on Monday to come back to to to, to test negative and be able yes. to come back. Yes. Just like Carson Wentz came back for the Colts in their game. Correct. Um, but still, the, the, whoever lines up there, they have to contain the run. If the Browns are able to run the ball at will, this game will be over. The Steelers will, 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 will mightily struggle. But if they limit that run game, it gives Ben Roethlisberger time to figure out what he has to do on the offense with the with their weapons and maybe make some of those scores happen to build the lead and then force the Browns to have right. to throw. And that's, you know, and Chris, that's a tall task, man. I mean, this, this team – Really tall task. I don't know if people realize this. This team hasn't had a halftime lead since week nine against the Bears on Monday yep. Night Football. Hey, maybe that everything's cyclical, right? Maybe now on Monday Night Football it's the time to have a halftime lead again. They haven't scored a first half touchdown in five weeks. They they haven't had a lead at halftime since week nine against Chicago. You, you gotta think that if that's the same case this time, they're gonna have they're gonna have a tough time winning because Cleveland is they are that proverbial. They want to control the ball. They want to the control runners. the clock. They, they, they want to play from ahead. Yes. Um. And hey, they can win a lot of games doing that as well too. They've struggled this season in that regard. Um. But buddy, I'm with you. It it all starts with stopping the run. Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, if we see Dearness Johnson, whoever else, you yeah, know, whoever else whoever might get is. some spin, like it, it, it's got to start there because if they get that thing going, Baker Mayfield can play off play action where he's actually serviceable, and and that's when he when can he can win games as well too and put up pretty decent numbers. It all starts in the trenches, man, on both sides of the football too, right? Like the offense, the offensive line is going to have to have some success for the offense to be able to control the ball and and, and extend drives and score points and, and keep the Browns off the field and let the defense rest, all that stuff too. You, you, your front on defense has to be stout. They have to have a good game. They have to limit the Browns. I think particularly on first downs, right? Make it more difficult for Cleveland to lean on the run game, win first down, win second down, yep. force them into third and longs where, you know, Baker's going to have to throw. That's the formula. And then, yeah, on offense, man, listen, I'm not saying you got to score two or three touchdowns in the first half. I'm realistic. All right. I'm not asking for too much. But you, you've got to be able to extend drives. You've got yep. to be able to let your defense rest. I think that's been a, a big part of this, too, 
you know, we, we all know the Steelers defense, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster this season. They've had some mm-hmm. really good moments. They've had other times where they've been gashed, where they've struggled. But I think part of that is too, Chris, man, they have played a lot of snaps in the first half they because have. the offense is so often three and out or the offense is so often one first down and then they're punting right back. You got to be able to let the defense rest too. That's a big part of all this, particularly in what's going to be a cold weather, physical run, pound the rock game against the Browns. If you're playing 40 some snaps in the first half and Cleveland's running the ball 70% of those snaps, man, you're going to be beat up at halftime already. Mm -hmm. You've, you've got to be able to strike that balance. The offense has to help the defense. The defense has to do what they've done when the Steelers have had success this season, which is give the offense time to find their rhythm for Ben Roethlisberger to feel things out. And when they can start going muddle huddle, hurry up, whatever you want to call it, and let, let Ben draw stuff up in the dirt. But the the start in this game, like it has been for the Steelers for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can look, the direct correlation. Kansas City, that game was over pretty early. Yep. Tennessee, they hung in there. Minnesota, that game should have been over pretty early if Kirk Cousins and the Vikings didn't let you back in it. The Ravens game that they had to have a few weeks ago, they, they did all these things well. Then Cincinnati the week before that, where they lost by 38 points. That game was over at the end yep. of the first quarter. So it's been a lot of back and forth in that regard. The Steelers are a team that have a clear recipe for how they have to win as well, too, a lot like Cleveland. And uh, let's hope we see that tonight, certainly, uh, in the first half, because I-, I think you've got a real opportunity to have a great atmosphere tonight, to have a great environment tonight with the lights on against Cleveland, seven's last home game, Monday night football. But if you're down 24 at and nothing at halftime, or if it's 21-3 yep. to three at halftime, yep. I don't know how much that place is going to be rocking. you got to keep the crowd in it as well, too. Keep that juice. Keep that emotion that mm-hmm. you know is going to be there at the opening kickoff. you got to keep that rolling for three hours because it's going to be a Monday night. People are going to be cold. People are going to be tired after working or drinking all day. Um, the Steelers, I, I think those first 30 minutes, they're always important, but especially against this team and in, in, in a game like this. You had six snaps in the first quarter offensively oh. against the chiefs six oh. snaps like oh. you, you, you're you're putting you're putting a sift i mean and in, in comparison the chiefs had 20 so that's not that's more than a two to one ratio so you're it's putting more than a three to one ratio right it's more than a three to one ratio math. you can't you can't win hey look at you with the math with the math wizards with wizardess uh but point being you can't win football games like that and no. you know and yes the defense has to perform but the offense has to balance things out i think they can because I do see this Browns defense. I see this Browns offense. I see it. They're, they're not a good offense. You know, I don't no. care what anybody does. Also, shout out to Odo Beckham Jr. He was the problem in Cleveland. He caught not only a, a game-continuing fourth down grab and then the game-winning and touchdown, the touchdown. For, yeah. for, 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 the, for, the, for the Rams. Yeah, I love in, to see it. In, in, in clutch time for them. Um, so, but again, you got you got to limit them on, on offense. You got to find ways to get, you know, can Ben Roethlisberger keep things going? Can Najee Harris get going? You saw some life out of him last week. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I think that this this defense is is penetrable. If you're looking at the at the way the sure. Browns play, I think you can hit some big plays. I think Deontay Johnson has to have a big game this week, bounce back from where his head's been with some of the drops and the fumble that he had last week. They've had they they've had a little bit longer of a week to recover now. They had because because of Monday Night Football. They need to show what it is right here and now. That being said, Wes, give us your final score and prediction. Who wins the game? <sighs> uh oh, he's given the sigh of pain. I feel, I feel like every time I pick the Steelers to win, they lose. Every time I pick the Steelers to lose, they win. I feel like I'm a big mush in that regard. But, Chris, I'm 30 years old. 30. This is Ben Roethlisberger's 18th season. Seven. You can do the math on that one. That's basically my entire life. Well Jeez. over half of my life, he's been the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I can't pick seven and the Steelers to lose in his last home game against the Browns yeah. and against Baker Mayfield. If you know anything about me, you see the WVU behind me. I got no love for Baker Mayfield. And that Ooh. dates back to when he used to kick our ass every year in Oklahoma. <laughs> I feel you. So what, what's your final score? 17 to 13 Steelers. 17, 13 Steelers. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to add my pick. And there, there was a streak for a little bit. Like I said, like the first four weeks when I picked the Steelers to lose, they they win. When I picked them to win, they lose. And, and people were like, Chris, keep picking them to lose. And then I picked them to lose, and then they were still losing. And I was like, well, that ain't my fault. Um, so I'm pick, I'm, I'm picking what I actually think is going to happen here. Beyond beyond just the, the, the COVID stuff, I think the Steelers' run defense is going to key in on something this week. I really think that Cam Hayward, TJ Watt will be back. I think Alex Highsmith – they're going to have a week where they actually put in a really good showing. Won't be, you know, a, a, you know, complete dominance. It won't be like they limit them to like 30 yards in the ground, but it will be a limiting sense where the Browns can't do what they want to do. And I do think this is the week that Ben hits on some big plays and gets some big moments and you see Heinz field explode for him. And he just feeds off of that. And that's, that's what you need. Ben Roethlisberger instinctual Ben Roethlisberger being fe- feeling the energy feeding off the energy and, and, pushing, Mr. Carter. And, and pushing and pushing it out there and showing it on it's, the field. I think he does that still yeah. a close one. I'm saying 23, 17 Steelers. I'm saying they win by six. It might be a, it might yeah. be a last second touchdown drive. It might be a defense holding off Baker Mayfield, getting an interception at the end, but I can see at the end of the, at the end of the night, Monday night football, Steelers fans rejoicing and hugging each other Buddy, as they I hold off so. the Browns and keep hope alive in 2020. I hope so. Like we, we talk so much right about these moments. Like, yeah. You know, Cueto dropping the ball in the blackout wildcard games yep. at PNC Park. The How fun the Penguins were in like 08 and 09 when they came out of the depths and there was the whiteout games at the Igloo, right? And this this could be one of those. I mean, this could be one of those moments that we look back on 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Very fun. You remember how Heinz Field was on that Monday night game for Ben? Oh, my goodness. I've never yeah. seen an atmosphere like that. I've never heard a crowd like that, particularly for a regular season game. Let's go get it done, boys. It's going to be very interesting to see if they do. Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Cleveland Browns. I'll be there covering covering it live from Heinz Field. Be sure, Steelers fans, if you're going to be there, hit me up on Twitter at Carter Critiques or Instagram at Carter Critiques. Let me know what's up. If I have some time, I'll definitely come by and say what's up to you if uh, if you're out if you're out there before the game. Wes, thanks so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate you My taking guy. some time out to talk some Steelers football. We'll let people know you can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, absolutely. At Wesley Euler on Twitter, you can see it there. Um, I host the Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio with Arthur Motes every day at noon. Um, you can find us on your iHeartRadio app. You can get us via the podcast, the show in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, stream us on SNR on the Steelers app and the Steelers website as well, too. And then, yeah, I appreciate you at the top of the show, given the uh, given the ears and beers plug. That's mighty fine mm-hmm. of you as a pit man. Um, myself and Adam Crowley, who I'm sure a lot of the listeners are familiar to. Yes, he's been on um, the show. I know there's there's a lot of Steelers fans that are that are WVU people. I'm sure you have a lot of listeners in West Virginia, even as well too. Um, we host a podcast called Ears and Beers where we talk about WVU. Um, so you can find me there as well too. I, I appreciate you for letting me plug that, Mister Carter. Of course, of course, you're my friend. I always, I always give my friends their their, their, their due shout outs. Hey, I'll see you at Heinz Field in September, buddy. Nine months. <laughs> the backyard brawl, baby, is going to be back. I think it's 223 days from today or something like that. I saw someone Jesus. tweet this morning. Who's counting? I, I <laughs> yeah, obviously West. 
Euler's County. Thanks so much, Wes, for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thank you, listeners and viewers, for watching us. Whether you check this out on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or YouTube, be sure to leave us a five star review with a positive comment on Apple to give us to give us a shout out, and you'll get a shout out at the end of the show. When you, but you do both, it really helps us out. That's why we give you guys shout outs. I'll be back in your screen, on your screens, and in your ears after Monday Night Football. As soon as I can get back to the house, get things recorded, and get a, get a reaction up for you guys so stay tuned so you know, again follow me on twitter and instagram i'll be at the game tweeting out all the things that happens all game long you'll get all my reactions there thanks again for checking this out back in, in, in your ears and on your screens very soon